Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Early Line. Line up! All right, here we go. It is the early line here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. It is now a, I uh, can't believe Wednesday, February 5th already. And the news of the morning here overnight, of course, is uh, if, you're, if you're hearing the tears, if you're hearing the crying uh, and you open your window outside, it's, uh, it's mostly Red Sox fans here this morning as they are trying to come to grips with the reality that their cornerstone, their franchise, the guy uh, 27 years old in his prime, the guy that was going to catapult them into multiple World Series championships once they figured out whether or not, you know, how to stop cheating. But uh, they were going to do it. They were going to be there, pay the man $400 million, just do what you got to do, keep Mookie Betts in Boston. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work out all that well. In fact, it worked out even worse. Good news, bad news, really. You got rid of David Price and, and that, that right. albatross that was around your neck uh, for almost $100 million left. That's good. Uh, Mookie Betts, not so good. And basically what you got in return was kind of like a ham sandwich and a bus ticket is pretty much what you got, guys. Um, so Boston today, absolutely in mourning, and I get it. It sucks. The Dodgers across country, though, yeah, those uh, those fans uh, who were very similar to Boston crying because they lost out on Rendon and they didn't get Garrett Cole and they get, you know, they were all bent out of shape there because the Dodgers always say they're going to do something and never do it. Well, the Dodgers might well have pulled off the trade of the century here without having to give up any prospects worth of anything anyway uh, in order to get a guy that is considered a top three or four player in the league in his prime uh, now, granted, you're going to have to pay this man, but if uh, if it's one thing we know, Dane, the Dodgers have more money than God, so they will have no problem paying him. He will get his $400 million, I am sure, $35, $36 million a year. Uh, it all worked out except for, I think, Red Sox fans are the big losers here, but I'm sure nobody is crying tears uh, for Red Sox fans Certainly in Yankee world. I know I'm not. Absolutely, Joe. I mean, I will say Alex Verdugo is a prize prospect coming back the other way to Boston. But, <laughs> you know, they knew the walls were closing in. They yeah. knew they had to do this. And I think the real story is what the L.A. Dodgers are ready to do in the National League. Yeah, which is blow another, uh, blow another opportunity. We'll go over the lines. We'll get all of that. Dan Strafford here for us. Let's get you updated with everything that happened overnight here on The Grid. Sports Grid News Update. Good morning, gentlemen. Mookie Betts is, in fact, heading to Hollywood. The superstar outfielder is on his way to Los Angeles with starting pitcher David Price in that three-team trade first reported by ESPN's Jeff Passan. The third team in the deal is the Minnesota Twins with the Dodgers sending starter Kent Ameda to Minnesota. Boston will receive back young outfielder Alex Vertigo from the Dodgers and a young starting pitcher from the Twins. In a related but separate trade, 
The LA Dodgers have traded outfielder Jock Peterson to the Angels for prospect Luis Rangifo. Multiple sources say more details are still to come, and this deal could expand before it is finalized. Not to be outdone in the NBA, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the Houston Rockets acquired the Minnesota Timberwolves' Robert Covington and traded center Clint Capella to the Atlanta Hawks as part of a four-team, 12-player deal late on Tuesday night. Details are still emerging and can change heading up to the 3P deadline today in the NBA. In the NFL, we'll more in the college ranks. Arizona State hired former Bengals coach Marvin Lewis as co-defensive coordinator. He'll now work under Herm Edwards at Arizona State as a defensive assistant. Lewis did interview in Dallas last week. He left without the job. NFL media's Tom Bellasaro reporting the Chiefs want to figure out how to keep Sammy Watkins in 2020. Watkins is set to make $14 million in 2020. We'll see if he can be cut outright without any dead money. Some top performers in the NBA from last night. James Harden did it again. 40 points, 9 rebounds, 12 assists. The Rockets 125-110 to win over the Charlotte Hornets. Nikola Jokic with a double-double, 29 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. Giannis and Teddy Compo beat Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. 34 points, 17 boards, 6, six steals, 1, sorry, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. That's going to do it. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. It's the Early Line with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez. All right, thank you, Pavona. Yep, the uh, the Red Sox, Mookie Betts here this morning. Uh, the big story around the country as he is headed out west, young man. He'll be uh, wearing Dodger blue uh, this year. And, of course, Dodger fans jumping up and down. And uh, the odds for the Dodgers now to win the World Series uh, have uh, have improved, as have their. They're now minus 800 to win the West. So uh, if I'm the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Giants or the Padres, I probably wouldn't show up to spring training apparently because uh, minus 800 to win a division before you play any games of 162 game schedule is laughable but uh it is what it is and dan this is all about money if you are a red Sox fan uh, don't make any mistake about this he turned down 10 years 300 million something around 30 million dollars a year he wanted closer to trout money and the Red Sox, this organization right now, you saw it when they fired, uh, you know, Dombrowski last year in the middle of the season. They are not about paying players right now. They're just not going to do it. They wanted to get under the threshold. I, to them, I think the bigger part was getting rid of price and finding right. somebody to be able to take that $100 million off the books so they don't get crushed with the luxury tax. But listen, Dodgers are a better team today. Does that mean, does it promise them anything? Absolutely not. But... They certainly are a better team, while the Red Sox from now until, well, the near future, Dane, are going to be uh, a little bit in rebuild mode, which I'm not sure is going to sit very well with Boston Red Sox fans. No, it probably won't. You know, they think that they reload every year, that they have the money to compete with what they call <laughs> the evil empire, right? And, and, and I think you've nailed it there, Joe. It's about getting under that threshold. Okay, and paying the luxury tax. That's what it's about. Cause you, and, and it's funny like how money really dictates all this, right? Because you say they, they move bets only if the other team will take on David Price <laughs> as well. 
Let me remind you that, like, on the baseball field, once you get the money out of it, David Price is a legitimate piece for a team. The Dodgers now have four lefties. I got to tell you, Joe, one of them, in my opinion, is going to be moving to the bullpen, and I think it could be David Price. But it's just so funny. You know, like, oh, okay, I'll give you this, but you also have to take this other former all-star just because the money, right? And also cash. Even things, Joe, in the NBA, you know, we'll talk about it later, but there was a big deal. And that is also about matching up contracts you know so when you look at the talent that goes different places that's one thing but when you realize what's behind it is making the money match whether it's in mm. the nba to match salary cap or whether it's in major league baseball to make sure you stay under the luxury tax threshold that's what was motivating this for the boston red sox they knew they couldn't pay mookie so they had to try to get whatever they can and verdugo from the dodgers as a 23 year old kind of strong prospect that has some experience in the show is what they got the uh, the markets uh, it, it's interesting the markets have have reacted accordingly pretty much what you would think a little bit of an overreaction but I I will remind Boston fans and and certainly those that are holding tickets uh, Boston uh, right there to start with uh, in the off season when it began was plus twelve they were twelve to one uh, in many of the books in order to be able to head to the World Series okay. they fell to twenty five to one over the last couple of weeks. And now once the boogie Mets uh, boogie um, the the bets trade was actually finalized or at least that came out, um, they're right around that 30, 35 to one mark right now across a lot of places. So it's been this progression of, oh, crap, you know, 12 to one right. every, puppy dogs and, you know, rainbows. And then all of a sudden, uh oh, cheating scandal up uh, uh, cheating scandal moves them up to uh, 25 to one. And then now uh, bets is gone and it is 30 to one while the Dodgers. Um, I, it would be guys, they won 106 games last year. So this is not exactly a team that is, uh, they were going to be good and probably sure. win the West with or without bets, which I think people seem to lose sight of because baseball, here we go again, Dane, we baseball is the, is this sport like basketball, but for different reasons where only in their sports. It doesn't happen in football, but it does happen in Major League Baseball and the NBA a lot where you get these guys in their prime that are absolute franchise players, guys that you would want to build a franchise around. And Major League Baseball, like Anthony Davis, we have seen and others in the past, and it's like, ah, oh, thanks, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and move on here. Now, the right. NBA, it's all about power to the player and I think in the NBA, those kinds of players have a bigger impact, uh, yes. certainly on the game. Mookie Betts, guys, is 27. He's great. But Mike Trout is the best by far. We all say it. We all know it. How many rings has he got holding up? I mean, baseball is very unique from the standpoint of don't fall in love with your stars, guys, because right. they are not the make it or break it situation that a lot of people seem to. It's not the NBA. It's certainly not the NFL. I mean, so... It's a situation where it sucks, but I think baseball's got to get more used to it because, guys, uh, you can't pay a dude $400 million and expect at some point, realistically, outside of the big cities, to be able to afford to roster a team that can sure. actually compete for a World Series. So there lies the problem there. But sorry, sorry, Red Sox fans. It's a fact of life in baseball right now. Just like I would say the same thing to the Yankees when it comes to, to, to pay Judge. and to pay, yeah. Don't be surprised. But here's the thing, and it's even worse because as we know, Joe, over the last few years, 
offense, now comes a dime a dozen. Everyone's hitting 30 home runs. Everyone's doing this. So the value of a great offensive player, eh, you know what I mean? Like, we can get replacement level uh, power from a lot of places now. It's not as important. And pitchers are one every five days, guys. That's right. So we'll talk more we about We see it that. in the free agent market, too. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So as I'm, uh, I'm reading some of these uh, reactions on social media from Red Sox fans, uh, the old time, old school Red Sox fans too, by yeah. the way, I'm, I'm seeing comparisons to uh, worst day in Red Sox history since, um, since let me see, uh, Buckner, I'm seeing Bucky Dent, Aaron Boone. I'm I mean, down. Yeah, it is. Um, and again, this go- it all goes back to that. That idea that, and there's only one sport, guys, where it, you should really fall in love with a superstar and you'll be guaranteed in all likelihood they ain't going anywhere, and it is football, and it's a quarterback, and that's about it. Um, and I think simply because there aren't, you know, you, you can't find a dozen, you know, competent quarterbacks around the right, world. There, right. there may be 12, and of that 12, maybe half of them are actually really, really superstars that you can win. I mean, quarterbacks affect a game, a season, a team, a franchise more than a right fielder, guys. Like, Mookie Betts is a great player, yes, but the Dodgers, to that point, were already a great team. Um, Does it really make them uh, 10 wins better? Like, no. Like, in the scope of things, he doesn't, but it's nice to have. It sells tickets. It certainly will make that lineup potent and all of that good stuff. But at the same time, they were already a great team. And I know fans are getting all bent out of shape here. But, guys, realize, baseball, like the NBA, it's it's about the almighty dollar with these players now, and especially those upper echelon guys like Abetz and and, and Aaron Judge soon to be here. Sure. And go down the list, man. It's three, four hundred million, guys. The market has been set. And if a team's not willing to pay it, You know, it doesn't give teams like the Royals or the Pirates or some of these, you know, these smaller market teams not going to give them a whole lot of hope here. They're never going to be able to afford those guys. And, oh, yeah, if they come up in your organization, I wouldn't buy the jersey for very long because their ass ain't staying there, man. That's just the reality of the sport right now. Yeah, and and a few things on this, Joe. One of the things, and and you'll know this because they're doing it in Tampa, is they're Mm -hmm. signing kids who even before their major league debut now are getting the long-term deal at actual money, right? You have to get ahead of it um, and, and sign this long-term deal with some of these kids before. I mean, the, the White Sox did it, I think, with Eloy Jimenez and a yep. few more, right? Like, that's the kind of answer for these teams. You have to make a gamble if you're going to lock them up long-term to try to get them when they're still in their prime or else you're dealing with a Mookie Betts. The Indians right. are dealing the same thing with a Francisco Lindor, right? The same kind of question. But I want to go back to the point I made before. Joe, to me, the comparison is, you know how we talk about running backs getting paid in the NFL? 
right? Mm-hmm. And how, oh, but the running back isn't as valuable anymore. So is Melvin Gordon really worth it? Is Zeke Elliott really worth it? Is Le'Veon Bell really worth it? That's the question. You yep. can ask this question literally now about any offensive player in Major League Baseball. And I understand that Mookie Betts is an elite MVP caliber player. He absolutely is. And he's young. And, you know, he could be a... Yeah, absolutely, right? But remember this, Joe. You know, 30 home runs now come a dime a dozen. It's Mm -hmm. okay to hit 230 in this day and age in Major League Baseball. It's just not as valuable anymore. Garrett Cole want to get that kind of money? Sure, because as we see... Pitching, absolute elite pitching, is what there's still a marketplace for, right? But we've seen it over the last two winters, Joe. You know, quality major league talent left on the sidelines, not getting paid. Why? Because the the market doesn't value this offense anymore. Now, Mookie Betts is awesome, but to Boston, he wasn't 400 million awesome. And so then you have the same exact thing, right? Everyone knew the Spurs were going to trade Kawhi. What could they get back? They were lucky to get back at DeMar DeRozan, right? Everyone knows the Red Sox were looking to move Mookie Betts. What could they get? I'll say this, Joe. I do think Verdugo is a good prospect, and he might be able to hit 25-30 for the Red Sox this year also. Well, it, I love it for Verdugo because your ass wasn't breaking into the outfield and that, in yeah. the Dodger uniform. So Think about that yes. Dodger outfield. Okay, yeah. now Verdugo Loaded. gone. Peterson had, was shifted oh. aside. Yasiel mm-hmm. Puig was shift, you know, shipped away in the last right. 12 months. They had such a log jam at outfield. As a fantasy baseball player, I know this for years, right? It's mm-hmm. been like, oh, what outfielder? Remember, they acquired A.J. Pollock last year as yep. well. They had such a log jam there that they were dealing from a position of strength, and they're okay to trade away two uh, okay guys, maybe with the arrow pointing up, to get a true superstar. Yep, yeah, and uh, the the Kent Maeda heading to yep. uh, Minnesota is I like it for them. They're in win now mode sure, as sure. well, so you they know, need he'll pitching. We knew that. Absolutely, yeah, he'll absolutely help them win some games and uh, certainly compete there in uh, in the division and give themselves an opportunity at the playoffs again. So uh, there was a separate deal that sent Peterson to yeah. the Angels, which was a, a separate from this. It, it just all kind of came uh, came to light at the same time yesterday, right. but. All in all, you've got yourself a a Dodgers team here now in the West that is clearly the favorite uh, heading into the season, not only for the National League West, but of course for the pennant and as well as winning the World Series. And you've got uh, the Yankees and I would say even the Tampa Bay Rays, um, their path to the American League East title and uh, and the playoffs just became that much easier when you don't have to face you know, Mookie Betts in a, in that sure. lineup 19 times Yeah, the lineup a year. becomes a lot easier. You got it. And uh, no David Price. Now, and the ironic thing is David Price owned the Dodgers' ass uh, a couple right. of years ago in that World in Series. the World Series, so yeah. They, they could not hit him. And Betts heads into a predominantly left-handed lineup, and he's the big right-handed bat. So right. he's, a, he's one of these generational players in his prime, guys. They don't. You don't often, I think you're going to see it more more and more now, as, uh, but usually you're not used to seeing it from an organization like the Red Sox that for years has spent so, and spent and spent. And now they're going, we mm-hmm. ain't spending anymore. So it is a new era in Boston sports, I think, not only for the Patriots, 
but certainly for the Red Sox because they're not writing those checks. If you don't write that check for Mookie Betts, Dana. And who are you going to do it for? That's right. right. Who are you doing it? If so, it was anybody, it would be Mookie Betts, and they, they declined to do so, right? Yep. So, and that's my other point. Hey, guys in the pit, I know we're going to start, you know, maybe tracking, like, our futures plays and stuff like that. Joe, I look at the Red Sox season win total over at FanDuel. It's 85 and a half. Joe, I think that's too high. Okay, because here's why. Here's why, Joe. I believe that the Red Sox are realizing where they are in the cycle. You know how I say this all the time. They have to look themselves in the mirror and be honest, right? To me, this move also, I'm reading tea leaves, and they could be sellers come the trade deadline, right? If they are looking to rebuild, acquire youth, that sort of thing, right? Then what happens when it's June, July, and they're in third place in the AL East? When Tampa is five games up on them, right, and they realize that, you know, someone comes calling for someone like a J.D. Martinez, let's say, right, or, or, or a Chris Sale even, right, and they see an opportunity to break it down, I think they might take that opportunity if they realize Yankees are running away and hiding in the division. We have to take a year or two to lick our wounds, get them to the threshold. I, I would not be surprised if the Boston Red Sox wind up being sellers midseason, making it even more an idea that they ain't going for it, thus the win total at 85.5. I might be comfortable. It looks like they may be sellers. I might be comfortable going under 85.5 for the Red Sox. I, I am not there yet okay. because – I can't make the argument that you don't make the Dodgers that much better, but all of a sudden, somehow, because you leave the Red Sox, now they're they're gonna they're gonna somehow not win eighty some odd. They were still a good team. They still are a good team, but there's levels to this. From a Red Sox fan perspective, you were a hundred win team, right? That was what you are. Ninety five to a hundred wins. You are always gonna compete for the. You're not there anymore with him. Hell, the argument could be made that you weren't re, you were borderline 90 win team at best anyway. Right. You know, now that you lose him and you lose David Price, they're from what I understand, their farm system wasn't that depleted, wasn't that bad. They still got some guys that can come up. But anytime you got sales still running um out there. You think they're they better can, or worse than last year? Uh I think they're gonna be about the same. I, I don't they won eighty four last year. The number's I, 85 yeah, and a I half. Mean, I, I think, and that's that's what the number's right to me. That's what they are. That To me, I think they were an 85-win team. Price didn't exactly light it up last year for him anyway. You know, his right, time but they in the lost American an MVP League, candidate in Mookie Betts. That they did. Now, what is that worth in a 162-game season? Eh, depends on what the other guys do, you know. So uh, it's a tough situation for them. I just think expectations for the Red Sox is really what takes a hit here. The reality is they're probably an 85-win team. That's what they are. You know, they're still better than the Orioles, or they're going to play 19 sure. times. They're still better than the Blue Jays. They're going to play 19 times. They're always going to play the Yankees tough. So, it, you know, they're not falling off a cliff here, guys. They, they are not, they're not what they could be, obviously. They're, the potential is much more with a guy like Mookie Betts roaming in the outfield and right field. But conversely, guys, they are not they're not a 70 win team here. So I'm not saying I mean, they're a 70 win. No, team, no, I mean, you, but I'm just saying that's that's kind of it's like mourning right now yeah. for a lot of these Red Sox nation guys thinking, guys, it's not they're they're right where they we all thought they were. You are what your record says you are. You were an 84 win team last year. Yeah. You're probably that again this year, give or take. I mean, it, it's the reality of the situation 
depending on who steps up for you this year uh, from some of the younger guys and from the farm system. And for, and this look, this kid, like you said, yeah, I think there. Verdugo is okay. Right, I think he'll have a future. He's only 23 years old, okay? Right. And Arrow is pointing up. I'm not I'm not throwing shade at him. Here's what I'm saying, Joe. They won 84 last year. The mm. their win total is 85 and a half, okay? And with these moves, I just don't they didn't get better in the so short what was term. What's the biggest problem with Boston last year? What was their biggest problem? In my opinion, they're pitching. Their, their bullpen. Yeah. Their bullpen was the biggest problem. Yeah. They have no bullpen. Yeah. So Mookie Betts going doesn't change that. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't. But how did they address that? Better. It's not like they got much better. And well, look, no, the Yankees got better. The Rays got better in that division. Like, show me how they well, improve on last year. They're still going to be a top three scoring team in the American League. They're still going to be there. They still got mashers in that lineup up and down. They. The problem is they don't have a bullpen. That's the problem last Fair year. Fair enough. What are you I'll take do the this? under on their win total, Joe. Yeah, the number's <laughs> about right to me. That's the problem. I don't. What happens when they wave the white flag at the trading deadline in July? That's what I'm worried about, though. Well, what if they're actually in contention? Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So $27 million is uh, is the number that Mookie Betts will make uh, this year, which is the highest uh, we've ever seen a player in arbitration uh, make. So he's already set the uh, the bar there, and that'll only continue to grow, too, as more and more of these franchise guys in their prime continue to uh, continue to go elsewhere because the teams they come up with uh, do not uh, want to go ahead and lock up 12 years, $400 million. Do- I, you I think the Dodgers I- are going to pay Bellinger? No, I uh, well, listen, the Dodgers, we know you got to have the first thing in the equation is you got to have the money. And we know the Dodgers have more money than God if they want to spend and they want to compete. And I I do think you can only finish in Dodgerland second uh, so many times before you go. You're going to keep spending until you get there. And And now they think that because people aren't cheating, they'll be able to get their way through. Remember, they ran up to cheating teams in the World Series the last two years. (laughs) Except the Nationals didn't cheat. They kicked their ass because you weren't good enough to beat them. I'm saying in the World Series against Uh, Boston one year, against Houston one year. Right, yeah, but you also know, too, this is a team now until they get past the hump, and if they get past the hump and they win, then they're going to spend even more. This cycle continues to go especially with that organization the Red Sox have made a conscious decision I don't blame them in this day and age here they don't want to lock up a dude for 12 years and in his late 30s a right fielder they don't want to lock him up and have to pay the guy 35 30 so I get it you know what I mean that's why you're getting rid of the whole reason you got rid of the previous regime during the middle of the season is those were the guys there that uh, that went ahead and gave Chris Sale a obnoxious amount of money. Right. David Price, they, they were J.D. Martinez, left and right, and ownership. You know, Henry and company is like, yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna stop this, and uh, we're gonna get a little more realistic, especially and like we've talked about it uh, over the last year, Dane. You watch teams go from worst, and it doesn't take as long as people in Major League Baseball as it does other 
programs right. that hit the reset button. Right. And this isn't even a complete teardown. It's a just kind of writing the ship a little bit here. Let's let's time out here, guys, with spending the money. Let's reevaluate. Let's build up the farm system. A year or two years, I mean, Houston didn't become Houston, guys. Uh, it didn't take 20 years to build that up. It took a couple of years of being crap. But they built up the farm system. The Marlins, I imagine, too, will do the – they're on their farm system now is top three in Major League Baseball. And that's the progression that you got to go. So I think they're just going, guys, let's hit the reset button from a standpoint of uh, we don't want to have the the luxury tax and the top payroll. And, oh, yeah, are we really going to be able to go out there and build a bullpen better than the Yankees? Are we really going to be able to go out – and contend, you've got to at some point look in your mirror at some of these franchises and go, yeah, maybe now's the time maybe to pull it back a little bit. Let's see what we can do. Let's let's do other things while teams like the Dodgers, who have been yep. this close, guys, they're all in. Right. I mean, the Dodgers are all in. But, you know, that, that, that check is going to come due here at some point, Dane, for the Dodgers, too, as well. <laughs> Joe, it's like every other sport. And I tell you, I, you know, Joe, we've been doing this show for a little bit over a year right now, right? And one of my phrases that you've heard hundreds of times is the race away from the middle, right? Yes. And we just looked at it. The Red Sox were, what, an 84-win team? That mm-hmm. seems pretty middle-like to me, okay? Right. So they have a choice. Are they going to shove all in, pay a guy like Mookie Betts, try to acquire more, or are they going to take this opportunity to get under the luxury tax threshold, right, and kind of reset? Especially, right. Joe, when they see the Yankees in their division going forward and returning to the kind of evil empire spending, right? So this is their opportunity. They know where they are in the cycle. It's like, let's get under the cap and let's chill out for a while and start to build these kids up and then yep. see if we got a crew that we could, you know, throw the cherry on top. The Dodgers yep. are in a different part of the cycle. Right. They're like where the Yankees are. So they're okay to acquire talent. It's the same as the NFL, you know, kind of the NFL signing free agency. Are you going to go for it or not? The NBA trade deadline. Are you going to go for it or not? This is the same kind of theory. And the Red Sox are, in fact, taking a step back. And realizing that it's not their time right now. And it may not please Red Sox fans, but I do believe it's actually a prudent business decision when you have the Yankees out there. The other thing I'll say on this, Joe, and I kind of want to ask it to you as a question. Right. We're talking about, you know, Harper and and, and, uh, Machado last year. Uh, You know, the idea of Mm -hmm. like 10 years, 12 years, 300 million, the long contracts. Joe, in the NBA... LeBron and others are now going the other way, right? right? Give me shorter contracts with more AAV, average value, so I get more bites at the apple. You know what I mean? Do you ever think one of these big guys, like a Machado level, like when Judge comes up or, you know, bets these kind of talent, do you ever think that instead of going for like 10, 12 years at 30, 35 million, do you think one of these guys will ever change the marketplace and do something like, Two years, ninety million, you know, and 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 so it's not like uh, the anchor around the organization's neck, right? Right. Two, three years, especially a pitcher, right? You worried about Tommy John, something like that, but make the average value of the, the annual value of the salary skyrocket up to like forty-five million, literally. Like Cole got ten for three hundred or whatever. What about something like two for ninety? Do you think a guy will ever try to go that route instead and be like? 
then I'll sign another deal two, three years later. Maybe this team doesn't put the pieces around me and I have my freedom. You think they'd ever go that way? No, and I wouldn't. They did in the NBA. But the NBA is a different animal. It's half the season and you've got limited amounts of players in an organization and right. again impact in the organization okay. no major league baseball team outside of three cities three maybe four cities would ever be able to afford something like that or would go out of their way to be able to do that you're eliminating an awful lot of teams doing it that way one year rentals in major league baseball how many teams are playing I'm- 10 years for 300 million anyway though well, but how many guys are worth that? Let's not confuse the issue. We're talking about superstars here. We're not talking about middle-of-the-road 500 relief pitchers. We're talking about superstars here because we've already seen what Major League Baseball has done to guys like Dallas Keuchel and others, guys, right. all right? That that ship has sailed. That, that Those days are long gone. But if you are going to, if I am the Padres and I am looking to build something, I have all this sure. young talent coming up. I need a cornerstone superstar, and and even if I think I may have one coming up, I need to go ahead and get it done now. So going and paying three hundred million to a Manny Machado, I get it. You know the Dodgers here not having to give anything up, twenty seven million dollars dropping a bucket. I'll kick the can down the road here. I'll work something out. His brand in L.A. is going to be is going to be fantastic. So he's going to want to win, and all of that puts together. And if you're going to guarantee me today. 10 years, 300 million. I'm not going to roll the. Why am I rolling the dice? You're guaranteeing me 300 million. I'm good. I'll sign it right here. Anything can happen tomorrow. I don't know that I'm going to be worth that. I could have it. And we've seen it work, right? Chris Davis gets $150 million sure. and he, he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. So it, it's a double edged sword. But from a player perspective, Give me the give me long term secure. I, whether I whether I perform or I don't perform, if I'm good enough. There will be an organization out there that will give me 10 years, just like Mookie Betts. The, you didn't want to do it, Red Sox? No problem. Great. Dodgers will give it to me. Or the yeah. Yankees. Will, and the Yankees are going to be in the same thing with Judge and others, man. You want to pay pay the man, all right? And then if you don't pay the man, I guarantee you there will be another Major League Baseball team that will pay them and lock them up for 10 years. That seems to be more for baseball players that – Give me the 10 years. Give me the guarantee so I don't have to worry about it. Don't have to revisit this because it is stressful, man. Who the hell wants to be Bryce Harper every year, two years? Like, that's that's brutal. And not to mention, as they get older, it gets worse. Right. Uh, you know, their their value declines. So to me, if I'm a player, give me the 10 Give me the 10 years now when I'm 27. That's your problem. If at 37, I'm half the player. Right now, I give me the value. Give me what I'm worth right now. Basketball is so unique because – in order to contend, you need stars. It's right. a stars league. So if I don't go out and pay these guys on a two-year rental, like what what are the choices? What what are my chances of actually winning? You, you know, you're not going to be the Astros or the Marlins in years past where you're going to go on the cheap and all of a sudden, wow, look at this. They put together this. Right. Yeah, no. Like you don't have LeBron, Anthony, your ass ain't winning nothing. Like that's just not happening. The interesting case and, of course, with the Knicks firing uh, fire yeah, ding tong. And, by the way, dead. guys, read the fine print. Yes, they fired him as basketball operations, right, as the president of basketball operations. They put his ass on the seat of a board for Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he's Garden. still getting a so, check. Yeah, he's still a he, – he's not that far removed from the organization because that's not how Dolan operates. If you're a Dolan guy, then they're just going to reshuffle the deck here and put you in some other place. He's not completely removed from the Knicks now. He's going to be on a board. But 
going after Ujiri is just amazing to me. Yes, that's what you want. But at right. the same time, you're not willing to give. And that same point, you're not willing to pay what it's going to take in order to be able to get a superstar or a superstar GM or whatever it may be. If you're not fully committed in order to be able to get it done, it ain't going to get done. I don't care if it's the Red Sox, if it's the Knicks. You got to be willing to pay the price to get superstars. And if you're not, certainly in the NBA, there's a good chance you're going to be, congratulations, an eighth seed. Yeah, I oh, hear you. The idea, first of all, Masai Ujiri coming to New York is, is, is a pipe dream. Okay, it makes absolute, I mean, it makes perfect sense. But to, for the Knicks yeah. to kind of see themselves as being able to lure Ujiri is hysterical. This is the same thing that they thought they were going to sign LeBron. They thought they were going to sign Kyrie and Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, right? And they wind up with, you know, Julius Randle and Marcus Morris. Yep. I mean, come on. Um, I just think for the player. What happens if Manny Machado in four years, he doesn't want to be there anymore? What happens if Bryce Harper doesn't like Philly and his manager after three years? You know, that flexibility players care more and more about in well, this millennium. There will, be a, there will be a team who will take on that contract. Sure. So they win. Once you sign, DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So big night for favorites in the NBA. They sweep the board 4-0 straight up and against the number, including the uh, Lakers uh, taking it to the Spurs last night at the Staples Center, 129-102. They covered as a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, that was rather easy. Also, the Milwaukee Bucks made a quick work of the Pelicans on the road, uh, much to what uh, we thought exactly would happen They didn't get to 244.5, though, though. No, they, they didn't did get to not 244 get to 244.5. And it closed at 246. So that go. was uh, Yahoo there. Uh, enjoy. They did cover, though. Six and a half points is what the Bucks were. They did cover there. Rockets also nudged, barely got past the uh, the Hornets at home. And uh, it's this is such a fun game, guys. It, it opened up at 14. I know a lot of you guys uh, yesterday were betting the Rockets at 14. Uh, and Davis Maddock, uh, you know, uh, here at the network, too, he was just like, I don't get the two-touchdown thing. There's absolutely no way the Rockets should be 14-point favorites. So they did win by 15. Well, there you but go. it's how they won, which, uh, guys, welcome to, welcome to the NBA. Um they missed, guys, over 40 shots. They were, I believe, Dane, they were something like they took 63-point shots last night, uh, and they uh, they made uh, less than half of them. It was yeah, 20 for 60 from yeah, beyond the three-point yeah. line, 33%. So how does that work for you guys? How, welcome to the NBA. To me, it's just absolutely Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, 0 for 12. Well, from exactly. behind yes. the NBA. This reminds me of John Starks in game seven against the damn Rockets in the mid-90s. I know, because I had him over two and a half three-pointers as a prop last night. Well, he kept and, firing. Uh, he, he was oh, trying he to get it for you. I figured he would. Because, he was trying to you know, get it. It's laziness in the NBA right now, guys. Yeah, if you man. haven't caught on here, this is the uh, this is what the NBA is all That's about right. now. When when the schedule this time of year starts getting brutal, the you doldrums. get games like 
50 through 65, 50 through 70, Mm -hmm. instead of actually playing defense and working to set up the pick and rolls and working to actually do the pick and pop. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to take the ball, run it down, and just chuck the damn thing up there and hope it goes in. It looks like an AAU game. It's 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 an unwatchable. It really is unwatchable, and it's also something you need to know. If you're going to be betting on the NBA, you better realize there are teams out here. Listen, Charlotte to, to even score 100 points, congratulations, they've got very little scoring. So you go into Houston, you know, what Houston? You think Houston wants to win on the boards? Houston, they just got their <laughs> small ball line. They just got rid of their big right. man. The exactly. Man they have. They're going so, smaller, in fact, right? That's what Covington exactly. is for them, to help so them I'm go smaller. They got I'm Jordan Bell, up. you know, yep. to be like their actual center. I said it yesterday, Joe. Capella is a good big man, just not for the Houston Rockets. And they go get Covington to add to their small lineup so they can do more of this. Which is asinine because you're not winning, you're not winning squat in the West without a big man. Uh, right. You're talking about a Western Conference that's got three of the best in the league. In Rudy Gobert, you've got Jokic, who's going to drop you mm-hmm. any, you know, can drop 30 on you anytime. Don't forget you about Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. There you go. But I, you know, it's it's asinine, but I get it. You want to get rid of his salary. I mean, see what's going on here, guys. It's when you're, if you're just turning into the NBA now because the NFL is over, this is what it has become. It has become a situation where it is much easier for me to throw up 63 pointers in a game, guys. Now, if I'm if I'm Charlotte, what do I got to listen? I I can't score 100 points anyway. So what do you got to lose? If I, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> Plus, if they're going to hit them, our only three is more gotta, than two. You got to keep up with them, right? I got to keep up with them. So I, yeah, I said this a long time ago, Joe. You know, I said the Splash Brothers, in essence, at Golden State, they started it. They changed the math and the geometry of yes. basketball with spacing now. And, I mean, we have stretch power. Fo- the power forward now is a guy who shoots, you know, five threes a game. Brooke Lopez last year in the playoffs was like this, the, you know, their second best three point shooter, right? The game has completely changed and opened up. Same as in the NFL, how it's a passing league now. Same yep. as in baseball, as how it's home run or bust now. This is three and nothing. The mid range jumper is a dead animal. That's why Carmelo Anthony didn't have a home in the NBA for two years. All right, so this is what's happening, Joe, and you can't, it's kind of like the money ball effect, right? Three is more than two, and they know if the percentages are like that, it's the same as like, oh, the the percentages are like, you should go for the two-point conversion in the in the NFL yep. every time. This is the yep. same thing. They just, they shot 33% last night, Joe. That's all. I do like, and uh, listen, they, they got rid of Capella. Capella's only 25 years old, guys. He, he yeah. gets uh, part of this deal. He's on his way to Atlanta. Atlanta absolutely needs a big man young guy now who's going to be growing with not only Trey Young but John Collins they got Huerta there they've got now Capella brings a even at 25 he brings a level of experience and and maturity to a team filled with a bunch of 21 year olds that and believe it or not big difference between 21 year old NBA player 25 year old NBA player there is a big difference here I love it for Atlanta, I really do, and I love it for Clint Capella because he'll actually be able to be utilized in there. He wasn't going to be utilized in in Houston. We they just have no idea what to do right. with centers, not what they want to do. And he was also going to come to that point where you're going to have to pay this guy at some particular point. And and Houston's just, I think, even in some way, Dane, that I look at Houston now, 
and they went out. They took on Westbrook, right? So they yeah. got Westbrook. You got Harden. They're going all um, in on this way. I think they realize uh, we're limited in what we're going to be able to do here. If we don't just shoot 35%, throw up 60, they're doing math and analytics right now going, if I shoot up, if I can throw up 43s in a game and let's say all we need to hit is, you know, 25, 28%, that's their game now, guys. And, And the reality is, Will it win one game, two game, and a four game series? Maybe, but we've seen this. We've seen this dog show before. It ain't going to work, guys. I agree with you. It ain't going to work. Here's what I'm going to say I think it's the same as like selling out for the home run in baseball. Mm. It's the three true outcomes, right? And then look at the Minnesota Twins, right? Led the league in home runs, but when they got to playoff baseball, which was Mm -hmm. a different kind of baseball, right? They're just home run wouldn't work. Same thing here for the Rockets, right? They're going to go to the extreme on this way, adding Covington to the small ball lineup, right? But as you and I both know, Joe, playoff basketball will be a little different. Now, was there a game that the Minnesota Twins in the playoffs hit four home runs and won a game? Yeah, that might happen, but it's not sustainable. That's a regular season way of playing. You know what I mean, Joe? And I think the Houston... The Houston Rockets are kind of embodying that in the NBA, if that makes sense. The three-pointer, you know, to the extreme, like the home run, three true outcomes. You know, the the Twins didn't care if someone hit 225, right? Absolutely. And struck out and went 0 for 4 with strikeouts. The Rockets don't care if you go 1 for 12 from three-point land because tomorrow you might go 5 of 8. Yep. And that's the way they're playing. And it's funny, too, because you – the numbers, and I get it. You look at Clint Cabela missed uh, 11 games this year. Houston was 10-1 and one in games he didn't play. All right, so there, there's his impact. But he is averaging a double-double this year. He's got close to 14 points a game, 14 rebounds a game. So on the right squad, yep. I think Clint Cabela, 25 years old, guys, is going to be huge. I think it's huge for Atlanta. It's the one yes. missing piece that they've had. They got shooting. Style makes fight. <laughs> they got no rim protectors. I love him in Atlanta. And it'll be interesting to see now what happens over the next uh, 24 to 48 yeah. hours. Uh, reality also set in for Portland last night. I mean, how many more games mm-hmm. did you think uh, Lillard was going to be able to dump 40-some-odd points and, uh, you know, hitting from all over the place? Uh, they got boat raced a little bit by the Nuggets. They covered four and a half. Overs were 2-1-1, one, and one, and, of course, the push was on Portland-Denver at 226. Denver uh, at home. Uh, they looked a little tired there, a little lethargic there, Portland did, but... I do think they've got a – they're starting to get healthier. Nurkic is just around the corner, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, Zach Collins just is there now. Yeah. So we all of a sudden now keep an eye on Portland, even as I think as they get going with Lillard and McCollum, and now you start getting uh, – you, uh, you get your Nurkic now, sure. uh, the big man there. Uh, they are going to be, to me, over the next half of the – they're going to be a 6-7-8 seed that nobody wants to play, Dane. I yeah. really do think that's what it's going to be here. They got shooting. They'll have size in the middle. They'll be able to uh, protect their – that is a team – I don't. they're going to be a giant pain in the ass Listen. for somebody come to play us if they can get these guys back healthy and, yeah. and stay healthy. I mean, Nurkic – it almost sounds like a trade deadline acquisition, it's right? Hysterical, you know, and that. that's huge. Yeah. And I would ask you this though, Joe, with Nurkic on the way back, you mentioned Collins as well. Does that mm-hmm. make Hassan Whiteside, um, you know, a piece that could be moved? 
you know, like, I'm not saying, I mean, you know him from down in Miami. I'm not saying he's amazing, but just as the pure defensive rebounding presence for a team, if a team needs a big man to just fill that kind of role, doesn't need the ball in his hands, that could be it. I also would Portland mention Carmelo Anthony, listen, 0 for 5, only two points. I've been saying that I believe that the Trailblazers are still in the market for front court scoring. Watch Kevin Love, okay, um, native of the suburbs outside of Portland. We know Cleveland has no real use for him now as they probably mm-hmm. look to acquire assets. There's been buzz about that. I yep. still think he could be a front court scoring help taking the uh, burden or sharing the burden with Lillard and McCollum. It's, um, you know, white side, if nothing else, gives them – crazy depth too as well and sure. an interesting lineup to combat again in the west guys you're gonna have to you're gonna have, you're to, gonna have to be it, able yeah. to yeah you're gonna have to hit bump elbows guys with some big dudes here in the west and uh utah especially yeah. uh you're gonna have to go toe to toe so while nurgage is nice while you get him on the legs having a white side there who you got Good. plenty enough scoring but you got a dude that he can impose his will when he wants to. He's a lazy SOB, but right. when he wants to, I think he's uh, he adds another layer to that team. But, guys, they do not sleep on Portland not only making a late push here in yeah. this uh, after our break, but being a 6, 7, or 8 seed that is a matchup nightmare for some of these teams in the West. So yeah, I mean, Dame can go for 50 whenever he wants. Yeah, exactly correct. Uh, big night also in uh, college. A couple of upsets. Uh, we'll go over that lineup. Take a look ahead tonight, too. Do that coming up here on the grid. Welcome in the early line. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.